Hello, this is Jenna Cantor with Physiotherapy Performance Perspectives. I am here with a fantastic physical therapist, Alyssa Arms, and we are going to be talking about, wait, what kind of swing is it? West Coast Swing. I know that I have to be specific because there is a whole difference between West Coast Swing and East Coast Swing. So I would love for you to just start off because this is a very unfamiliar world for me. What are the common injuries you specifically see in West Coast Swing? It's interesting when you start talking about some of the injuries in West Coast Swing because there are differences between the roles whether they're leaders or followers. So leaders, we quite often see things like shoulder injuries, I'd say are probably the most common, followed by maybe low back because of some of the moves that they do and the ways that they need to support the partner. And then for the followers, I see a lot of SI joint and low back pain, um, some neck injuries because of how they're being led sometimes, and also shoulder injuries because of how they're being led by their leader. And I actually want to just point this out because it started to st- I noticed it. You were saying leaders versus followers, so it's not necessarily male versus female? Within the West Coast swing world, they are trying to degender it. So it was very much male leaders, female followers. But now they're realizing as people are trying to almost cross-train that it is beneficial to learn both sides of all of it. And so people are getting good at the opposite role of what their gender has dictated in the past. So there have been a lot of dancers who have actually done petitions with the World Swing Dance Council to start changing that. And we finally are making some headway in that so that people can compete at whatever role they wish and earn points within each role and move up within the rankings of everything within the world of swing dance. So it's kind of cool because you can be different levels for different roles and dance at one event one weekend as a leader and the next event as a follower and just kind of do what feels good for you. I love that. I didn't realize I realized I was hitting such a cool, cool, cool answer. But yeah, thanks for that. That's that's good knowledge. All right. So I want to find out then regarding the injuries, which ones are usually faster to heal and which ones are slower to heal? Because I'm sure that's a thing that you get asked a lot when they go, oh, I'm injured. How long is this going to take to get better? It gets tricky talking about the rehab process for them. Things like the low back pain, there are things that can be avoided for a while to kind of baby it. But there are other things like the women's low back pain and SI joint dysfunction. I think it's based off of how we just tend to move during the dance. And so it's kind of like, you know, if you're dancing, you're probably still kind of irritating it for a while because we're really having to change movement patterns from the very basic moves and no longer um, you know, have those dysfunctional patterns that they're trying to do with every step, every six count, every eight count that they're dancing. Um, some of the other ones like men's low back pain, it's usually because of dips and drops and supporting their partner's body weight. And so they can cut those out. There are plenty of other things that we can do during the dance. And so it's easier for them to avoid some of those things and still stay active within the dance. The other thing that's challenging with this is unlike some other forms of dance. If you have someone who is a ballet dancer, for example, they train in that all the time. They may have aspirations to be a professional if they're younger or more amateur in it. 
Um, but within West Coast Swing, because it's a social dance, we have people who do it as a hobby and it's just sort of this side thing of, hey, I'm an accountant by day and I just happen to be a West Coast Swing dancer occasionally and take a few classes here and there all the way up through professional dancers. And so we have a lot of folks who come into it as this little hobby and they just say, I'm older, I'm not so active and I'm dancing, of course I'm going to hurt and they don't know to address it. And then you have the professionals who say, this is my livelihood, I need to take care of things. So we get the entire spectrum. Um, West Coast Swing is also very open to a lot of different types of dancers. We have kids that compete as young as six, all the way up to 70s or 80s. And all different body types, we have people who are really petite frame and very fit, all the way up to one of our pros um, who has actually gone viral <laughs> with some of his videos. He's a larger body type, but is phenomenal. We have people who are upper body amputees that I've danced with in the community and things like that where they are missing an entire arm from their shoulder down. So, I mean, you're working with all kinds of different people that have all kinds of weird injuries along the way and have very different places that they are within their dance world and what they want to accomplish with it. And so their rehab process can be very different as well. Yeah, thank you for that. For those who don't know, a fly just visited us and would not go away. So as she was talking, and that last bit, we were swiping it away. So we'll say goodbye to Fred. Thank you for visiting us during this podcast interview. Um, so with prevention, let's get into that. So, or let's say even if you're injured, what are common exercises that you would suggest people in West Coast Swing start applying now? applying now. I mean, and this is generalizing, so it may not be perfect for the person who's listening, but is a safe recommendation. I would say some of my big ones, just based off of common dysfunctions that I see across the board with the dancers, of course, like so many people, a lot of core stabilization so that we're not putting extra stress on our back and we're starting from a really good, strong place. Um, a lot of hip strengthening, whether it's things like working on gluteus medius strength to provide more support. There are a lot of spins that happen within West Coast Swing. And so if you're not well supported on that leg and in that hip, that can be a major issue for people. Um, and then just general hip strength because of all of the dips and drops that happen, whether it's the leader who has to be able to support his or her partner's body weight or the follower who has to be able to help control their own body weight and not just be dead weight for their partner. And then probably the other big one is a lot of shoulder stabilizer stuff because we do so much with those spins and things where our arms are up kind of overhead and maybe out away from our body a bit and very vulnerable. So if the shoulder isn't well stabilized, they're just at a really high risk of injury. So those are some areas that I really focus on with dancers in general in West Coast Swing because they're such um, high risk areas. Uh, I want to go back. You said shoulder stabilizers. Performers probably don't know what that means. Would you mind going into what that means and why that is valuable? A lot of that is going to be some of the muscles that sit around the shoulder blade and around the shoulder joint itself because of the positions that our arms are getting in and then having pressure put on them. 
that can create a lot of extra forces through that joint and through that area. So if we can strengthen some of those muscles to make sure that our shoulder blades are kind of sitting down where they're supposed to and not being all loosey-goosey, making sure that muscles of the rotator cuff are giving us nice stability around the shoulder joint. So again, that joint isn't loosey-goosey when we're getting these extra pressures on it. It will help uh, protect that whole area of it. I love that. I love that. I like how you're, you're emphasizing loosey-goosey. And what she means by that is when things get loosey-goosey and we don't have the bones in their places, the bones are literally banging against each other. And that hurts like a... And over time, if you just basically start... You know, it's like hitting two rocks together. They just start to scrape away. And what used to be uh, have sharp ends now has nice smooth ends. But was that really a, a non-painful process? No, it was not. It sucked. All right. So I would love for you to share a story with me on something recent with a patient in West Coast Swing in which you were able to get someone better. And the reason why I want to go into this is because there's so much psychological bullshit that we have to go through as performers, because I'm a performer myself as well. And when you get injured, it can be a very lonely, a very scary time. And especially since you were talking about these professional people, like when you were able to help them get out of that. And the reason why I also want to emphasize this story is that it is never the end of the road when you get injured. Right here, Alyssa, she's a physical therapist. She's an answer. You may go to an occupational therapist. You may go to a chiropractor. Never, ever think that you are at the end game. So if you wouldn't mind, please share a story. Yes. So I have, I'm going to actually share two quick stories. Ooh, two. We get two. Bonus. Yes. So one is for a professional level dancer. And he's somebody who has been competing very high level within the world of West Coast Swing. Um, he's overall very healthy, seeks out a lot of things to make sure that he keeps himself in the best shape possible. His wife is also seeking out some additional education to be able to provide that to their students as well as use it themselves. And he saw me at an event that I was working and I wasn't even set up with everything, but he calls me over and he goes, hey, my knee's been bothering me and I've been trying everything. Nothing is helping and it just hurts. There's certain moves I can't do. We've got a routine that's coming up that you know, we're performing tonight that it would be great if I could do without all this pain. And so I did a quick little assessment in the hallway of the hotel because we didn't have anywhere else to do it and gave him a few things to work on. And he immediately noticed a difference in that pain. Mm -hmm. And he emailed me the next day, I think, and said, I haven't really had any knee pain since I saw you. I'm going to keep doing this stuff. And every time he sees me now, he's like, hey, Alyssa, I remember when you worked on me in the hallway and, you know, got, gave me this great information. And that's turned into something where I'm trying to partner with him and his wife to provide some other services for dancers through some of their platforms. So that's from the professional side. The non-professional side is actually one of my really good friends who is sort of, I don't know, a dance mom in our community. She's really involved, as is her husband and her daughter in particular. And she's gotten to the point where her feet were so painful trying to dance. And in West Coast Swing, we dance in two-inch heels, most traditionally. And she would barely be able to get through a song, much less an evening of dancing. And for us, for an evening of dancing, 
you could be dancing until 6 a.m. So, I mean, it's a lot of dancing. So she finally decided to come and work with me. And again, after the first session or two, we got to a point where she really wasn't having much pain or would just come in for like a little touch-up more than anything and learned how to do some things to kind of manage it for herself. And she still, I mean, she saw me for the last time over a year ago and she still will come up to me and she's like, Alyssa, thank you so much for working on my feet. I still can actually dance and not have the pain and I can go to events and be able to participate with people and hang out with my friends more than just sitting in the hallway and talking or going and grabbing dinner. I can actually go out and dance with them now. And so it's so cool when she still is finding me and she's, you know, she's a little bit, she's not our, you know, 20 year old dancer that we have or anything like that. And she's not a tiny petite body frame and, you know, that sort of thing. So it's cool seeing somebody who is sort of an atypical dancer, if you will, who was able to find such uh, progress with what we were doing. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. That's so valuable. So you guys, it, there's never an end of the road. End of the road. Then I can't go. Oh, I just felt that. That felt really natural. Okay. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on, Alyssa. Um, she's a wonderful resource. You can definitely find her online. How can they find you? You can find me everywhere. <laughs> My website is backinsteppt.com. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, probably some other places, all back in step PT or back in step physical therapy. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Take care, everyone. Bye.